Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857 Lou, 857-557-4568. We are here until 10 o'clock this morning. How can I help you this morning? All you have to do is pick up that phone and give us a call. Good morning to Don. Good morning to Andy. Good morning to Lindsay. Andy, we want to hear all about the wedding. Okay. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we were in uh, California, got married on the beach, and it was Ooh, a perfect Did you wear day. shoes or were you barefoot? Uh, barefoot, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, wait, I cool. missed it. What did he say? He, got, was, he got, got, on the married, beach. got married on yeah. the beach. Coronado. Oh, a Coronado. Oh. Yeah, right by the Love Hotel it. Dell out there. You didn't wear yes. You didn't wear a dress like the movie something, uh, some like it hot. No, I did you? not. Okay, right, Thank fine. goodness for all the, for everybody <laughs> and for the picture's sake. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, no. But it was, it was absolutely <laughs> uh, spectacular. It, the, the whole, the whole week, uh, weekend could not got, have gone better than, uh, we had imagined. So it was, oh my God. it was oh, a lot of fun. That's awesome. so great. Yeah, that a lot is of fun. so great. Even the flights were on time. How oh, about that? Ooh, that's big. That's love it. big. Yes. That's big. That's love. Well, we missed you, but we oh, were very excited it. for you. Yeah, and you. Uh, we were, you know, just uh, we we highly recommend uh, marriage. I highly recommend marriage. Okay. Lindsay, do you highly recommend marriage? The answer would I be yes. I highly do. Okay, good. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be 12 years. I should've, 12. We should have rehearsed that. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm seven I days in. I 12 years tomorrow. I'm wow. Wow. Really? Tomorrow. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, great. My husband is a saint. Love. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm seven days in, and I recommend it as well. As well, you congratulations. should. Congratulations. So yeah. Well, that's Congrats. great. Congratulations. Appreciate Very excited. And then pretty soon we're going to be excited for Don. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're next. Yeah, when is that right. happening, Don? June. June 11th. The June of this coming June. Yes, sir. Nice. I like that. I'm Good. looking well, forward to it. Congratulations to both of you. I'm really excited for you. Um, hey, so uh, we have a brand new feature that I, I know that you're all very excited about, because uh, I'm very excited about. Uh, on Saturday mornings now, you know, people that are willing to get up with us this morning, uh, we're gonna, we have a new feature called Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. And the whole idea behind that is is that during the week, you send us a text or a voicemail to 857-557-4LOU. And then what happens is we're going to give you a prize. So, for instance, our first caller we're going to uh, call today is going to win an exclusive WGN Radio 100th Anniversary T-shirt in large or extra large. So should we get rolling? Thanks so much for participating. We really like that. And thanks for letting us call you this morning to be part of our Don't Call Us, We'll Call You feature. How may I help you this morning? Well, uh, two questions if you have time. First question is we have uh, custom-made oak cabinets in our kitchen, which are 30 years old. They're in great condition, but I'm wondering if it's time to upgrade a little bit and maybe get them uh, painted uh, more modern. How big a task is that, and is it a do-it-yourself project? Um, Lindsay and I are in the well, – I wouldn't say the middle. We are going to start <laughs> putting together a video because I just painted all the cabinets at – the home we have in southeastern Wisconsin. And they look 
if I do say so myself, they look beautiful. I will tell you this, though, Dale, it's a boatload of work. Now, if you're willing to take your time, the actual painting process, of course, is the easiest part. It's the preparation that takes the most. Tell me a little bit about you. Do you like doing this kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm relatively handy around the house. You've done some. You've done some painting, yeah, but I want to make sure where the end, end results look really good. Right, right. Got a couple of options when it comes to painting the cabinets. There's a bunch of products out there that you can actually paint on using a brush and roller that look pretty good. They tend to be of a more matte finish of the the paint itself. Two such products are. Mm-hmm. Cabinet Transformations from Rust-Oleum, which is a very good product. And another one is a company called Beyond Paint. Now, the Beyond Paint product I used uh, at the beginning of the pandemic on our son and now daughter-in-law's condominium in Chicago. And that whole product, their you know claim is you just wipe down the cabinets. You don't do any sanding. And then it self-primes. And I have to tell you that it looks pretty good. Now, it is a matte finish, okay? And the one kind of gripe I had about it is it takes a really long time for it to cure and harden. So you have to be ginger with the cabinets for about 30 days. Oh, wow. Okay? Not that you can't use the cabinets. So... You know, the process would be, you, you, now let me ask you this, your cabinets, uh, are the doors full overlay or do you see a little of the frame? Uh, full overlay. Okay, so that's good. So what you would do there, you'd still pop the doors off, right? You'd set yourself up in the garage or or even, you know, the, the if you were going to roll and paint this with a brush, it's really very low odor, it isn't anything that you'd be like, oh my gosh, the house you know smells to high heaven. But um, what I did on our cabinets is I sprayed them. And that ginger part of it, you still have to be careful because it does have to cure. But um, what I did is I took the cabinet doors off. They were full overlay. I sanded the doors lightly just to open up the finish a little bit. And then, you know, brushed them off and used a compressor to uh, uh, blow the air off. Then I used this bonding primer that is made by Insulex called Styx, S-T-I-X. And it is the appropriate name because it sticks to everything. Like, I'm pretty sure I still have splatters on my legs from it, and that was a month ago. Hmm. (laughs) So, but That's the secret sauce in the whole thing, because it bonds, and the finish that goes on as a primer kind of reminded me of an eggshell, like the actual shell of an egg. You know, it had that kind of consistency to it and that texture. And then when that dried, and it takes about 16 hours for that to fully cure and dry, so, you know, basically overnight, um, I sprayed... Over the top of it, a product by Ace. They make a, a Clark and Kensington paint called Cabinet and Trim Paint, which is a uh, 
self-leveling paint, and it is uh, alkalid-based. So the, both of these are water, uh, waterborne, so easy cleanup and whatnot. And I sprayed it on, and I could not be happier with how they look. Hmm. Are you, uh, are you, Dale, are you, uh, are you on Facebook or anything like that? Do you do any of that? Yes. Okay. So if you go to my Facebook page, um, I posted, I don't know, Lindsay, a few weeks ago, right? Some before and after pictures that are on Facebook and you, is there a Mrs. Dale? Yep. All right. So show these to Mrs. Dale and see what she thinks. We did a, a kind of a gray finish and we actually changed the countertops. That was another kind of secret sauce thing too, that really puts it all together. Yeah, we've got new countertops, so it would be complimenting that. Oh, perfect. Is it? What about uh, having somebody from the outside come in and do it? What type of a so you need a so you need so it's you know it's a painter, it's a specialty painter or not a specialty painter. It's just a painter that knows what they're doing. Everything that I just Mm -hmm. described, they would do. Right. The big issue is that when you hire somebody to do this, it's costly, and it. You know, and and so it's not it's not as expensive as replacing all your kitchen cabinets, but it's thousands of dollars. And if you go buy a, uh, I used a Graco spray gun, which I was super happy with, which I had never used that brand before, but I really really liked it. Um, you know, I bought it. Probably took uh, it took four two gallons of primer, two gallons of paint. Right, and paint's very expensive right now. Uh, but if the whole paint job cost me six hundred dollars, with including the tools that I bought, that's generous. And my guess is, if you hired somebody, it'd be six grand. Hmm. No, okay. And you don't have to do well, any other work. An easier. How about an easier project? I've got a Trex floor in an enclosed unheated porch area and it's it's that's 30 years old holds up extremely well but it's getting pretty darn dirty what could i use to clean that without you know flooding it with water like to have you do out on a porch use something as simple as um dish soap like dawn dish soap warm water in a bucket that you then scrub with a deck brush on a pole so it's a really aggressive deck brush, and you'll dip it in the bucket, and you'll scrub it, and then you'll, you know, lightly rinse it to get it out. You don't have to flood it like with a with a. Mm. But the key, key is to scrub it and get it all frothy, you know, and let the, and then leave it there for ten twenty minutes, and then scrub it again, and then try and rinse it, and that's it. Okay. Good. Dale, you're a good man. Well, Keep you. me posted on the paint job, and uh, thanks for being our Don't Call Us. We'll call you a uh, very first caller. Well, you're welcome, and I'll watch for your video on painting the cabinets. We're working on it. <laughs> we're, we're working on it, right, Lindsay? We're working on it. We have on all it. the videos, right? We, we're on it. Sure we're do. On it. You were we're very busy. Very busy. Okay, when we come back, speaking of Facebook and um, uh, Instagram and all that social stuff, if you have a chance, if you have a chance to uh, go to one of, go to my Instagram page because I'm going to talk about this book that I found that I forgot I had that really cracked me up, and I posted a couple pictures, and I want you to see those before I talk about it. Give us a call at eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven 
4568 is our phone number. It's 624 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Really dear friends of ours in the neighborhood and their daughter Emily and her future husband Ben. Everybody's getting married. That's what happens. That's love. That's good. We like it. Love wins. Hey, okay, we'll get to. I'll do the book thing uh, after uh, the news this morning uh, because I want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about that. You, do, do I have to? Well, I know Don's going to be mad at me. Don, don't be mad at me. I'm going to talk to Marsha real quick, who's in West Chicago. Marsha, you're on House Smart Radio. Good morning, Lou. I wake up with you every Saturday morning. Don't tell anybody. I won't. How many? Help you real okay. quick. I am painting the exterior of my house. It's cedar. I got bids earlier, narrowed it to one, but I had to put the job off till spring. Then I watched a guy down the street paint a house, did a good job, talked to the homeowner. They were really happy, but it turned out he was a sub. The prices are within 100 bucks of each other. I don't know how to decide. The original bid was from a contractor recommended by J.C. Licht, so that's a good reference. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a... Um, reference there also so they're very similar one's more professional they have a contract the guy down the street writes everything out by hand he's old school i can't figure out who to go with well and you said the price is within a hundred bucks yeah so for the hundred bucks i would go with what gives you more peace of mind oh gosh uh, you know that's and, what everybody tells well me. well <laughs> i mean but but the thing is like for instance the a recommendation JC Licht is a very you know reputable painting firm, sure. and so this is obviously a good customer of theirs. And you know I know they give recommendations out all the time, and uh, you know a hundred bucks is is you know negative immaterial, immaterial yep. to the whole thing. And no disrespect to the guy that old school writes everything out by hand. I'm sure that they do a nice job, but it's not like you do this all the time, right? And so right. go with something that you feel more confident with. Did you put the job off because of time of year or just for other reasons? Something came up. Okay. I had to divert okay. funds. So, um, so, you know, just, I don't know, you know, you may have to talk to them about holding the price till next year because sadly paint and stuff like that keeps going up in I price. Know. So you may just want to chat with that contractor. If you're asking me my opinion, I'd go with the one that was recommended that is a little bit more legit, and um, I think you'll be much happier with that end result. Thanks so much for the phone call. But Lindsay put that audio together, and I was super happy with what she did. And, you know, it's hard for me in the morning, first thing, to pull that big wheel out. You know, it's a big, giant wheel. Mike Jacobowski made me the wheel. It's like six feet tall, and it's kind of cumbersome to do by myself. Um, But, you know, spinning the wheel, and I I hold the microphone up so you can hear the clicking, you know, and then I have to pull it, and then you got to... It's a lot to do, and then call the guy and do the the tones and everything like that. And uh, Andy, I I thought that it went really well, like it all kind of sounded really well. And I said to Lindsay, I go, I just did something that the Bears didn't do on Thursday night. Scored a touchdown. <laughs> Although they did score a touchdown, right? Yeah. Maybe? No. They scored one. Oh, they stink. Yeah, it's... Uh, What's my new team? It's tough. I was going to go... You know, my daughter's down in New Orleans, and I thought, I'm going to go with the Saints. They're not good either. I mean, if I'm going to jump on a bandwagon, I need to jump on a one that's, like, going. Right? Yeah, right now, the Giants... The Giants. That's perfect. My daughter-in-law is from New York. I'm a Giants fan. I know nothing about the Giants. Is Michael Strahan still on the team? Uh, In theory. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
All right. I got this book. Our phone number is 857-5574, Lou. 857-5574-568. So I was cleaning out my my office at my house. Is Marybeth goes, your office is a disaster. You need to start cleaning up. So you know what happens? You grab one thing, and then I go down a rabbit hole. I have a book in front of me that is like going onto YouTube and watching videos of Johnny Carson. Like you just can't stop, right? Oh, there's Don Rickles, whatever. So this book is called The Home Builder's Catalog, okay? And it is from 1927. And I can't remember who gave me this book. It's been in my office forever. And it is literally, I could tie a rope to it and anchor a boat with it. And essentially what it is, is I'm assuming it was like a a catalog and it's that that manufacturers put like took out a page and described their products right and it would go to builders and homeowners and they actually it was like the sears and roebuck uh book where you could buy a house you know and and building plans and whatnot out of it okay so you turn to a page and there'll be a description here like right now garage door hardware from made by alith pority company in danville illinois and then there's all these pictures like the hinges you could buy and the doors and whatever. And then at the bottom, and this is 1927, right? So you think about now what you're looking for. It says, for further details, write to, like send them a letter. Okay, there's not even a phone number to call. There were phones in 1927, yes. And then it just, all it says is, Alith Pority Company, Danville, Illinois. No zip code, no street address, no nothing, Right. And so then you open up the front, it says, this book is dedicated to the home builders of America in the sincere hope that by its aid, their standard of living may be further raised. The design of American homes improved and their comforts increased. It kind of feels like uh, uh, something from Green Acres that uh, Oliver would read, you know, and you'd hear the patriotic music in the back. And then it says, "This remember, this book is from 1927. Investigation having shown, listen to this, that 90% of the homes built in this country cost from $3,500 to $15,000. Oh, my God. The houses illustrated in this book are confined to those falling within these price limits. Home Builders Catalog is designed not for millionaires, but for the millions, for that great mass, mass of American people who are the lifeblood of the nation and whom Lincoln said God must have loved because he made so many of them. <laughs> I mean, this is a catalog, right? And it's like I'm pumping my chest and whatever. So I'm flipping through the book. And I'm going, oh, yeah, I've been in houses like this. I remember doors like this. Did you go to my Instagram page? I there's, did. I saw it last night. Okay. Did you see the bathtub? Yeah. <laughs> I I'm flipping through going, huh, look at that. There's a bathtub. So there's this crazy bathtub that's like, so imagine, imagine your standard five foot bathtub in your house. Okay. Now imagine where the drain is, right? You're standing there in the shower. Half of the tub at that point drops down two feet. So, so if you're showering, you're standing at the back of the tub like, I'm showering. And there's like a creepy illustration of a naked man, like slightly turned, but he's standing there being, sh- he's showered, right? <laughs> and you see his rear end, 
right? I mean, I guess there it is. You can, yeah. in 1927, it was okay to see a rear end. I don't know if you could do that now. Could you do that? You couldn't put that in a magazine. Wouldn't. Nobody wants to see that. (laughs) Okay. So there's that. And then the idea is that you can also kneel in it. Like there's then there's next pictures of a child, also illustration, kneeling with his feet in the in the in the tub. I was like, it looks like a broken bone waiting to happen. Somebody on Facebook said, It looks like a trip to the hospital. I mean, right? Right. (laughs) And then our own former Kathy O'Malley who used to be on these radio stations, commented on Facebook saying that I was in a house once that had a tub like that. We had no idea what it was. I've never seen that tub ever. I don't think it was a big seller. <laughs> I believe it. Ow. The Home Builders Catalog. This is going to be, you know what? I could post pictures of the ads, and it's like so of the era. It's so sexist. You know, you know, women, you want, you know, it's like talking down to every... You know, it's a whole, that, it's 1927, right? And you want this, and you want that, and it, I was like, it's it's a snapshot of where we were as a country, you know, at some point. But it's cool. I'm going to post more things from it. It's kind of neat. The Home Builders Catalog. Ten bucks. Ten bucks in 1927. That was a lot of money. 857 857-557-4568. Joan Palatine, don't go anywhere. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Call somebody. There's got to be a place you can get it on the internet. And then would it be somebody that could customize Can we customize the loofah? <laughs> right? 857 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is Joe in Palatine. Joe, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? And I'm, thank you for doing this show. You're a fantastic person, you and your crew. Here's you. my question. My daughter bought a condo. She has, they put in aluminum baseboards. And I'm looking for 90-degree cabinet, I think they call it plinth, baseboard corner joints where these slip into. I cannot find this. I found it. I located it. I got the title of this. But there, all these companies are overseas. Does anybody have these joint, these ninety degree baseboard joints here in the Chicago area? I, I have to believe somebody does. I'm out of I'm out of um, investigative tactics here. So a couple of uh, are you driving, or do you have the way a way to write this down? No, no, I'm okay. I, I'm I could write okay. Um, so there is a company called Parks Supply, P A R X. Supply, and I believe okay. they're in. Uh, I want to say they're in Melrose Park. They're in that area. Okay. Okay. But I think the place you're going to find it is in Chicago on Lake Street. Consumers Plumbing. Oh, I know that place. You, you remember that be place? Me. Yeah. Oh my god. And I believe Lindsay. Can oh. you, Lindsay? Can you look up and me? I haven't. Plumbing in forever. Consumers Plumbing on Lake Street in Chicago, and they were okay. they were like the place for any hydronics uh, issue that you needed, whether it was metal fin tube baseboard or um, a cast iron baseboard. Regular base, you know, regular retailers. Uh, they're still in business on Lake Street, and um, that's. If you call them, I bet they'll be like, oh, yeah, I got them in the back, you know, like in a bucket. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Oh, my God. I have been searching all week for this because I hate to put in new baseboards, you know, for the simplistic corner uh, pieces. Lindsay, and, uh, Lindsay, found are, a, Lindsay found a phone number for consumers if you want it. I can give it to you. Oh, I'd love it. All right, here we go. 312-666-6080. I love you. You're the best. I can't tell (laughs) you. I'm a retired policeman, and you are the best. That's why I love listening to you. And thank you, staff. Um, You're just... just a, uh, a ball of information for us. Folks well, you're very, you're very kind, and thank you for uh, serving the city and keeping us safe. We appreciate that. Thanks. God bless you guys, and we'll see you soon. You got to be well. That's a good one. Consumers Plumbing, uh, 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568 is the number. This is uh, Marilyn in Salem, Wisconsin. Marilyn, good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you, Lou. Um, but I'm not fine because we have squirrels crawling on our patio door screen. I'm wondering how we can uh, get them to stay away. Uh-huh. It's a brand new screen. We don't want it replaced again. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, a, I, I don't get it. There's something, so, you know, squirrels are crazy, right? They're nuts. Literally. Yes. And, uh, and so there's something, uh, that they're wanting to get in. Now, let me ask you this. The screen door, it's a sliding glass door. Or sliding yes, screen, sliding screen door. Okay, and um, yeah. um, let's do this. We could put stuff all over it and whatever, but since we're getting into the fall, how about we just take the door off? Right. Let's take the door off for a couple days. Okay. Okay, we can slide, do that. Slide, so just... slide the door open. Right, grab it on both sides. Lift up from the lift up the bottom. Push it up pop the bottom out, put it in the garage for a couple days. Now there's no screen. We just need to... Right. The problem with rodents, like squirrels in particular, they're creatures of habit. They're, oh, they, they got they, something, looking in. <laughs> they, they got something going on that they want to get in there, and that screen gives them a way to grab in. Right, they're looking and doing something. See if they by, are, yeah, by yeah. removing the screen, they will go somewhere else. So today is Saturday. Put it back on Tuesday or Wednesday, and that should, okay. you know, they should by that point be like, I'm on to the next screen, and it's not your place. I hope. Right? I mean, not, okay, yeah, that's awesome. don't tell your neighbors, but uh, just take it off for a couple days and then put it back, and I bet yeah. you'll solve the problem. I appreciate your help. You always help me. Thank you well, so a, much. Well, I have a quick question. You're in Salem, Wisconsin. Did you go to Fish Fry last night? <laughs> Absolutely. We didn't, but uh, I guess a new one from Illinois is coming up here. So everyone's getting kind of excited about Ooh, that. <laughs> well, you'll have to keep me posted. I love a good Friday fish fry. I guess this one is, I guess the place that is there is fine. And it's been there for years and years and years. It's about two blocks from our house. And now someone else is uh, a popular place from Ringwood or something. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, it's there coming up here. So. We'll see you. All what right. Happens. Well, keep me posted. We'll we'll do fish fry talk uh, next when they open up. All right. You call me back. <laughs> okay. Hey, Lou. Thank you so much. You got it. Have a nice day. Appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven. You know, I I really want to be in the restaurant. I want to own a restaurant. And ever since the pandemic, my wife said no restaurants. You know, which kind of makes sense, right? But then I was thinking, how about a food truck? And ju- and so, just so I could like have fun with it, just do fish fries. So you just work on a Friday night. Oh, I like it. Yep. Right? 
You like it's mm-hmm. not really a money maker. It's more of a just a fun thing to do, right? Totally, and you can sell your loofahs there too. Maybe on Tuesdays, loofah mm-hmm. Tuesdays, fish fry Fridays. That's, that's, loofah that's a different business. That's that's the radio business. This is the fish fry. I want it to be like, oh, and you got to try, you know, whatever we're going to call it, right? Like, right, right. And it's got to have like a kitschy name, like Wall Eye, you know, like with a like a picture of a wall and then an eye, something like you know. Get it? You know, like a walleye. Yeah, working on it. It's working. Guess what? The new the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll be right back. Bob Surratt. She's very knowledgeable. She also hosts uh, this week in Wealth on Sunday mornings with Tom Fortino. And um, anyway, I wanted to talk to her a little bit about you know where we are. She just got back from a conference in uh, Florida. And uh, we're talking a little bit about uh, the real estate market and the sweet spot, you know, where you come up with the uh, buying a piece of real estate and also, um, you know, when the mortgage rates are right and, you know, when you, you plunge in. Right now, I know a lot of people, I'm in particularly concerned with first-time home buyers because, you know, you don't, um, I remember our very first home when Mary Beth and I were looking, uh, when we had saved up a bunch of money, we we were going to buy a two-flat in Chicago just north of Irving Park, uh, just west of Lakeview High School, which is where my father-in-law, who's going to be 90 tomorrow, uh, taught for over 30-some years, and um, I think 34 years. And uh, anyway... We, back then, I mean, this is, you know, 30 plus years ago, we put an offer in there and then somebody else, you know, the bidding for the property got there and we just didn't have any money to do that. You know, like this was all the money we had and we were super naive. Obviously we were in our, I mean, we were not obviously, but we were in our late twenties and there was just no extra money. And I remember that we didn't get the house and Mary Beth was heartbroken. We're never going to find a house. And I'm like, no. and you know, I was a builder then. So I was like, it's just a house. We'll find another house, you know? And, uh, and ultimately we did and it all worked out. And, but I am worried about this market as it pertains to first time home buyers and their ability to get in there because I am still a big proponent of real estate. I think that it is, uh, um, you know, a, pl- a great place to put your money. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely worth it. Even now, I know that mortgage rates are high, but, you know, if with inventory being so low, um, you know, the prices are still sort of there. I have noticed, though, because I I look at this stuff all the time, you know, in the major sites that all of you look at is that there are price decreases. There are people out there that do need to move and whether it's a job relocation or they're retiring, whatever it is. And so. You know, when I look at the Redfins and the Zillows and the Realtor.com uh, sites, stuff will pop up. I, I'm c- connected to all those sites, and they'll be like, oh, this price decreased in Evanston, or this price decreased in Kenosha, whatever it might be. And so there are deals out there to be had. And I know that playing, paying, you know, six, six and a half, seven percent on a mortgage is crazy, but if you get into it, the mortgage rates will come down. You will have a chance to refinance. And so, um, you know, if you want to do it, it's okay to jump in. And if you can afford the mortgage rate, and certainly, you know, we've got, uh, uh, you know, David Hochberg here. I know that he can help you uh, secure those mortgages as well. And there's other uh, places as well. But um, they can work with you to kind of figure out what your budget is so that you can make the right choice for you. 
They're not making any more land. You got to live somewhere. And while, you know, renting, I think, can make a lot of sense for people, uh, owning is always terrific. I, I think it's just great. Eight five. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk to Lisa Klink about. Uh, and she's just super knowledgeable about that. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. And we'll be back right after this. Hi. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Hello. Oh, okay. Okay, I have two questions. Um, do you have names of the products for ice melt, uh, for the gutter, and for the cement, the driveway? The name of the product? You mean you want to use some type of ice melt for the product? You want to use? Yeah, I want to use some ice melt for the gutter that you were talking about, and also what kind of ice melt? Uh, the name of ice melt that you can recommend for putting on the driveway in the winter, or should I use it? Because I bought I bought some and use it. And it ruined my driveway. Hmm. Or is this some kind of protection I should put on the driveway now? Then it will prevent, prevent uh, when I thick the ice, uh, you know, that will thick up some cement. Sure, will, sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm gonna. So the the issue with ice melt is that you'd never want to overuse it. That no matter what product you use, a lot of us the issue is that. We just put too much down, and then it sits there, and that's what can break apart the concrete or even the asphalt. So I recommend that you use – there's really not – you know, there are name brands out there, but the product and the chemical makeup is the same. You're looking for either calcium chloride or potassium chloride ice melt, and they also make a blend of those two – that also has a little bit of rock salt in it. Rock salt's not my favorite, but um, if you use that sparingly, that can work quite well for you. Now, in the gutters, there used to be a company that made a product that you could lay in the gutter that no longer is around. And what, oh. what I recommend is you take that calcium chloride or the... Mm-hmm. All right, and you go and buy mm-hmm. several packages of knee-high nylons. Oh. Okay? And then you mm-hmm. fill the nylons with the potassium chloride. And so now you've got this tube, right, that's maybe 30 inches long or yeah. 24 inches long. And where you have a problem in your gutter, put a ladder up there and put it right there on the, in the gutter. And it will take a, it will take about thirty days, depending on the weather. It could go longer, where that will just dissolve, and it'll help keep the ice out of the gutter. And um, you, you know, you can also put it right on the roof as well. And the idea behind it is that when the wind goes, and all of a sudden you come out and there's a nylon laying on the sidewalk, you know it's time to replace it. Mm. So when I put it in the gutter, it's inside the gutter. You can put it I mean, in inside the downspout. Well, not really inside the downspout because we need the water to go somewhere. So I'd put it right next to it, right? You don't want to clog. Oh, next to it. Yeah, you don't want to clog it, but you want to keep the ice from forming there. So if if the downspout is in the middle 
of two gutters, mm-hmm. or, you know, like gutters are feeding it from both sides, then get two yeah. two nylons on both sides, leave a few inches of space between the downspout and those tubes of calcium chloride that you created so that as it keeps the ice from forming, the water hasn't the ability to drain down through there. But what if the tank spout uh, is forming the ice inside the tank spout, the water doesn't go. Well, right, but so, right, right, the other, so if you keep the ice from forming at the top, ultimately it's coming from the top. The other thing you can do is you could have someone install electric cables in the downspout that you plug in, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you just keep those plugged in. It uses a little bit of energy. If you plugged in those cables, you know, starting in December, it would probably cost you on your electric bill, it would probably add about 10 or $15 to your electric bill if you just kept them plugged in 24-7. I mean, unfortunately, you know, there's no way to know when the weather's going to turn, or maybe you're not home when it happens, and if you get behind mm-hmm. it, it's a problem. Uh, Arnold Electric, who we talk about, they're actually promoting the fact that they can do this for you. Uh, and so, you know, you, you could possibly contact them to install those downspout uh, uh, cables for you. Uh, ArnoldElectric.com is the website. Thanks, Betty, so much for the phone call. 857-557-4LU is the number. This is Linda in New Lenox. Hi, Linda. You're on House Marts Radio. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, I have a front door that I think needs to be replaced. It has side lights on each side and then a transom narrow side light on the top. It looks like the side light on the top of it. I don't want to replace the whole thing, but I need to replace just the door. And I think I can do that. I've been told by a contractor that if I ask him to sand it down, it's a fiberglass door. If I ask him to sand it down, he won't be able to put the faux finish on it like I had before to make it look like wood. It's 32 years old. I've had it done three times, and in 2019, a contractor said he could give it a new faux finish, and he really didn't do a very good job. So um, now what I'm left with is pretty much of a mess. It's uh, chipped, and it's just not looking good, and the new contractor said it just won't work to sand it off and start over i should paint it or replace it so i like the wood finish so i'm thinking more of replacing it and i'm calling to check with you to see if everything i've been told is the right thing for this and what type of door should i replace it with okay um wood fiber well you know so without seeing the door but but the way you described it, that it's been refinished several times, you know, the thing with the fiberglass door is initially when it's new, it has a little bit of faux graining in it, right? And each time that it they... It must have. Right. But when when it, when it you get refinish it, they do a little sanding, you take a little bit of that off, that embossed surface eventually wears away. And so my guess is the contractor says, look, I could... 
I could create this faux look, but the fact that it's an exterior door exposed to the weather, you'd probably just be wasting your money. Like, we could probably get it to look like a wood door, right? But a year from now, it may look awful. Now, my only concern with this, Linda, is you said, look, I just want to replace the door, and I got these side lights. When you put a brand new door on there and it gets all finished, those side lights are going to look like not good. Yeah, that's you know, what I was afraid of. Right, and so then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna put this new door on, and it's gonna work, and it's gonna seal, and it's gonna lock, it's gonna be great, and you're gonna be like, ugh, look at these side lights, they look terrible. Unless you just go the route of painting it all, and then you paint the side lights, and then you know that's the coating that covers everything up. But you want that wood finish, right? So far, I do. <laughs> well, we'll see. I. I don't know what the cost would be, and um, you're look know. at you're in New Lenox, okay? So here's what I want you yeah. to do: I want you to take a picture of that front door, okay? And I also want you okay. to take a tape measure, and I want you to is is your home? Uh, what's the exterior of the home? Is it brick? Is it sided? What is it? It's brick. Okay, I want you it's to measure brick, Georgia. Okay, I want you to measure the width of the door, brick to brick. Okay, write that number down. Okay. Then measure the height from from the height from the sill where you step on all the way to the top of the transom. Okay. Take that picture to Builder Supply Outlet in Broadview. Okay. It's not too, it's not too far from you. Right. And say this is what I have. This is what I'm looking for. And they have they have the ability to provide you either with a whole new door system, side lights and all, in a wood finish that okay. you want, or just the door to go into that existing opening, which will take some, you know, monkeying around to do. You're going to need a carpenter knows what they're doing, and then you got to finish it. And you just have to decide what's the best use of your money. Right, and when I was looking at the ads, it looked like the uh, door with side lights on each side is somewhere around $3,000, and then they didn't even show the the transom window at the top. Right, right. uh, Builder Supply Outlet has a really good selection, more so than like when you're looking at the big boxes, and they know what they're talking about. Uh So I would start there and... Get your feelers out there to see what you want, and I think you'll you'll be happy with the result. And then it's just a question of whether you want to spend the money or not. Linda, thanks so much for the phone call. It's 7.31 in the morning. Time now to check in with Don Kleppen and News. All right, here are some plastic pollution not-so-fun facts. One, only 9% of all plastic produced is recycled. Two, every minute of every day, a truckload of plastic is being dumped into the ocean. Say what? Three, one million plastic bottles are bought every minute. What? One million each minute. Almost hard to believe, but... I read it on Google, so it's clearly true. Either way, it doesn't take these facts to know that we use too much plastic in today's world. And we need to do something about it. This weekend's new Tulu 2 comes from the folks at SC Johnson. Their new Dissolve Pods are easy to use and are dissolvable liquid pods that'll help reduce plastic waste by 94% with each refill. The pods are available for three of your favorite home cleaning products, Fantastic, Scrubbing Bubbles, and Windex. 
You can buy them two ways, one of which is a starter pack, which also includes a reusable 100% recyclable trigger bottle and as standalone refills for that trigger bottle. Super simple to use. You just drop one of these pods that kind of looks like a pod that you have or would use for your dishwasher or the laundry machine. Drop one of those into the empty reusable bottle till the pod dissolves. A super simple way to keep using your favorite cleaning products while saving one of those one million bottles bought every minute at a time. You are only one person, but together we are the world. For more information, check out Lou's House Smarts YouTube channel. He's got all of our past new to Lou twos and also some DIY videos, different segments, definitely something to follow. So be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. <laughs> Boy, you had a lot of fun with that. You were I in did. a mood. Yeah. I mean, how do you not shake it like a Polaroid picture? Yeah. Um, it's loud. I, so what do you think about this? Would you I use it? I, I, w- I mean, I love my, I love my laundry pods. So that's what I compare it to. I don't, obviously you don't, you're not going to use them as much as you would a laundry pod because you don't, you know, how long is that bottle going to? take you to get through the Windex bottle, right. for instance. Um, so the two things with this, and I think you and I uh, talked about this, the one thing um, is, you know, I've talked to companies that make cleaning products. I'm like, why don't you just send me the, you know, the secret sauce, and then we'll add the water, It, you know, because you're paying, you know, when you go buy a gallon jug, you know, what you well, you like the laundry pots, but like, you know, Tide, Tide's a perfect example. Right, there's ginormous bottles that they sell at Costco. You know where you literally get a workout walking out with them. It's ninety percent water. You're shipping water, right? The trucks are filled with these bottles. Blah 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 blah. But then you talk to the people, and they go, "Well, the problem is, is that if I give you the ingredients and then you add your water, the water quality of where you live will affect the cleaning, the performance of the cleaning product." So, in other words, you know, in Chicago, we have good water, but it's hard water. In Texas, they have terrible water. It's super hard. And now, whatever adjustment they would need to make, you know, they can control the water. You know, it would be like Pepsi. Hey, just send me the syrup, and I'll add my own water, right? And uh, But it's not going to taste the same. So that's one problem. The other problem is, if SC Johnson is really going to do this, and like your whole thing about plastics... Here's the problem. They give you a plastic bottle. So if I'm really going to do this, right, and I'm going to invest in the the tubs, then make it an aluminum bottle because that gets recycled. I mean, and I get the fact that you're going to reuse this plastic bottle and you're going to reuse it, but at some point you're not going to reuse it and it's not going to get recycled. So charge me $2 more for the bottle. I'm just making that number up and really, really sell it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it and, and I get it, it's, you know, they're, they're marketing people are, oh, this is what we're going to do and it's going to be great and you're going to love it. But, um, we need to do more of this. There's no question in my mind that we have to get rid of plastics. We have to limit the plastics. One million bottles sold a minute. That was, that was mind boggling to me. Crazy. Right. And it's flow, you know, they've got these, there's these things in the ocean. They're like an island. You could vacation on them. It's so big with the plastic bottles. So we need to, we need to stop. We need to, and we all need to make an effort to do that. And, um, like for instance, paper towels. I mean, I love a good paper towel, 
but we really should have uh we should really have um like piles of rags so like when you clean the bathroom you use a bunch of rags and then you throw them and wash them in the washing machine and then you reuse them again you know like we need to do more of that and it's not as convenient i get it but um it really would make a huge difference so i like this idea i think it's a, a step in the right direction but um but we need to go one step further i see johnson come on baby help me out here Let's get Tom real quick in at 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Hey, Tom, good morning. You're on WGN. There he is. There he is. Three, two, one. Hi, Tom. Hey, Lou. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Um, hey, Lou, I'm getting a, I'm getting a new uh, asphalt driver put in on Tuesday. It's a three-day project. And um, I'm just wondering... if. Being as cold as it's going to be getting at night, is that going to be curing okay? And uh, nope. I know to stay off it for a couple of days when they're done and all that, but no problem. I'm just worried about it curing this no, temperature. No, no, no. no problem. It's actually, it's actually better because that asphalt's going to be nice and hot, and it's going to slow down the curing process a little bit, and you're going to stay off of it for a couple of days. Mm. Once they tamp it all down, not a problem whatsoever. Great. Yeah, I okay, wouldn't. I not worry about it all. Remember, hey, just make sure it's the prep work. It's what they put under the asphalt that's most important. So make sure they put the gravel down there and they tamp it really well. They do the edging really well, and um, and then, like you said, stay off of it for a few days while it sets up. That'll only improve the durability of the of the uh, of the asphalt. Great. Yeah, Tuesdays tear up, Wednesdays binder, and then. Thursday is the final uh, coat. Monday, you get to drive on it. Okay. Sounds right. good. Thanks you, a lot, Lou. Have you, a good day. You too, bud. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. It's 747-748 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. We'll take a quick break and be back after this. Good morning, Lou. How are you doing? I'm good. I have a question. I have a front door that uh, is 79 inches tall. And a gentleman that was working on our kitchen told us we can't make it taller because the structural beam goes across. And um, I'm just wondering where I can get. I'm looking for a wooden door uh, to replace it. Okay. But I have no idea, you know, if, if it's going to be costly, if it's probably special order. <clears throat> um, well, it's a, so, okay, this is an interior door? It's an exterior door. It's an exterior. The, the front door to our house. <laughs> okay, it's the front door to your house. It's only. Correct. It's so seventy nine inches, so that's like six five. Normally, it's six eight. Uh, I mean, they obviously just cut it down, and uh, I'm just trying to think of why that would be. Now, let me ask you this: the door that's there, um, yes, is what is it? It's wood. Is it metal? It's wood. Okay, and, and is it, it has a crack in one of the panels. You could see the light through it. Got it. And is it a, and is it a six panel door? Is it a because my my point it's is a three 
It's like three panel with a small window. Okay. So, you know, we're you at know. the typical front door. A typical door is six foot eight tall. So the do we know, okay. do you happen to know off the top of your head the width of this door? It's 36. Okay. So you're going to buy a 3068 entry door. And you're going to have to cut three inches off the bottom. Okay, do you know, <clears throat> I've been trying to look and... Uh, but is the guy... Know, is, is the guy and... No, no, no. Is the guy that's doing the, the kitchen, is he going to hang the door or no? Uh, not necessarily, no. Oh, okay, all right. Because my point is that, you know, I, I was talking uh, I was talking earlier uh, with a caller about a door system there. Builder Supply Outlet, they have a door, they have a door um, company, a separate door company. And so you could take a picture of that door and, um, and, and they could actually cut the door and build the door to fit into the opening that you have. There may need to be a little bit of tweaking by whomever the carpenter is. And maybe they even have, um, um, is, uh, is, uh, you know, that th that can work. Okay. I just find it hard to, I didn't, a lot of doors that they show are metal or fiberglass or, you know, they are not solid wood. So do you know if they have solid wood there? They do. Oh, good. Wait, 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 wait. I'll now now I'm, I'm thinking over. about this. My friend Joe Gill is like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, uh, it is, he's, he's right. My math is right here. You said it's 79 inches. Correct. Okay. So that is a six eight door. It's just cut down by an inch. Oh, okay. It, it's right. early. It's early. And an a a six eight door <laughs> is eighty inches tall. So somebody exactly. So we just need an inch cut off the bottom of this door, which is not a big deal. Correct. And you could either Correct. you but could either have the, the door standard doors are all eighty. Correct, but but anybody that, in other okay. words, anybody that you would get to install this door, um, would would be able to do this. Thank you, Joe, by the way, for waking me up. Um, so <laughs> so wh wh where are you? Where are you, Mary? You're in Downers Grove. Correct. Okay. So um, you have a pen or a pencil? I do. I want you to go to the Nary website. N a r i. N A R I dot org, and I want you to plug in your zip code. Okay. Find a carpenter okay. um, that can put gotcha. this door in for you. Um, the other people that could probably help you with this, uh, I think they'll go to Downers Grove, is Cobblestone Remodeling because they have a whole exterior division. Okay. Their phone number is 773 661. Zero six zero six. Two two resources for you. Putting a door in there and cutting an Perfect. inch off the bottom is not a big deal, and it shouldn't be an issue whatsoever. Uh, sorry about my math uh, failure this morning. I apologize. I'll do better. <laughs> it is seven fifty seven in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don and uh, Andy w uh, got married 12 years ago. They did not have a wedding cake. They had pies. Whoa. Cool. And they had like a huge uh, table of pies. And there's a pie company. Uh, are, they, are they in Evanston? 
There's their original one was in Wicker Park or Ukrainian Village, right, right, right. Um, but now they've got a nice, a big one in Evanston, yeah. Yeah. So and actually, uh, Don, you know, host of uh, Cannabis Man uh, uh, podcast, yes, sir. Uh, you, you, I'm pretty sure that the, you know, this was 12 years ago. There was a lot of that being uh, consumed at the at the pie company at the time. Oh, sure. Because you'd go, <laughs> you'd go in there. Like, hey, I'm here to pick up a pie. Hey, man, you're here to pick up your pie? It was like Cheech and Chong. I remember, I don't know, I'm just joking, but I remember one time at one person there, like the whole, everybody behind the counter at one of the places, years and years ago, it was just the most chill atmosphere. Love it. Like all these young... your mamas? Yeah. Chill vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a really cool vibe. You know, like in the place, and the pies are amazing. Mm, I think amazing, it's very Anyone cool. That hasn't tried them has to go. Yeah, yeah. cool twist. And to order have. your pies now, now for Thanksgiving uh, or oh, Christmas for Eve. sure. Good Already. thinking. Yeah, nice twist to yeah. have pies instead of cakes too at the wedding. That's kind of cool. It was very it was cool. A little yeah, it yeah. was very nice. Delicious. Those are delicious. Yeah, twelve years. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's really good for you awesome. guys. Yeah, just every day is just like your love. wedding day. Pure love. <laughs> The purest. And, Thank you, yes. And, 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 yeah, and then off the air, she's like, oh, he's driving me crazy. There's like a funny, there's a, we have a, what, you know, Lindsay is such a great, uh, does a, such a great job in production when she does these, all these rejoins and stuff that just make me smile. I hope to make you smile. She works very hard at it. And there's one with her husband, David, who has a great voice. He's got kind of this uh, deep kind of throaty voice. I mean, this is not what he does. And so Lindsay's like, I think I need you to record something. And she, uh, what a lot of you don't know, she has her own recording studio that is literally under the stairs. Remember when Harry Potter lived under the stairs? Yes. In the Harry Potter movies? That's Lindsay. (laughs) And uh, and so it really has just room for one, right? Like one chair and a little table. And so then she's like, David, I need you to come read this, uh, read, read, I need to read. And he's like, you know, was busy doing something else. And (laughs) then he would, then he sits down and, you know, he's sitting next to his beautiful wife and I'm sure he's like, you know, like, Hey, how about a little kiss? Just read, just read this, just read it. (laughs) And she's, and so every time I play it, I know the backstory and it just makes me Uh, giggle. (laughs) Read what I wrote. And then get out of here. I have stuff to do. He was actually hogging the stage. I know that he wanted me to like use more of what he was. Sure, right. He's no. got yeah. He's got the good. Uh, he's got oh, the good. He uh, he's got the good pipes. He'd all be day a, long. Great in radio. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, well, happy anniversary. That's a big Thank deal. You. Happy That's anniversary. A good thing. Very much. Love, yep. happy Love anniversary. wins. Love wins. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's get back to the phone lines and see if we can help some people out. This is Celeste. In New oh. Lenox. Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just have a quick question. We have a concrete driveway. Uh, it's pretty large because it's a three-car garage. Mm-hmm. There is a thin crack running across the width of the driveway. I'm just concerned that over the winter and the elements, it'll get wider. So is there a product or something you could recommend that we fill that with or what we should do to avoid it getting worse define thin eighth of an inch less than that oh yeah maybe like an eighth of an inch or less okay it's not very wide at all and it's not the uh the it's cracked yet but the concrete there's no trip hazard it's just look it's a crack there you go i can roll over it no problem correct okay yes um so there's this 
really nice concrete caulking that I lo- I like called slab S L A B because okay. it, it has a little bit of aggregate in it. But this is my only concern is it tends to dry more gray almost on the black side than your current driveway. So, like, right now with that crack, you know, you can probably barely see it other than if you look at it. Right. And if I have you put this in there, I'm worried that you'll now have this basically this black line, like, a, you know, like a belt going across it. And that matching the color is the key. So here's what I think I would do. Um, okay. There is, you can buy... Oh, let's think about this, how we can do this the right way. Is it relatively straight? Um, relatively. It might go on a little bit of an angle. Right. I mean, there's different so, quadrants of the driveway. Yeah. But so let's do this. Um, let's just make our life easier. And you may have to redo this every few years, but you can buy clear acrylic latex caulking that is for the exterior. And I want you to take some painter's tape and on both sides of the concrete, I want you to tape right along the edge of this crack. So you're basically creating a line on both sides for this, uh, so that the caulking doesn't get over the top under the concrete flat part of it. You know what I mean? Um, Okay. Then you're going to, then you're going to carefully, you know, Draw the caulk and get it into that crack, and then use your finger to kind of force it in. Okay, the clear, okay. the clear will actually end up when it dries. Well, first of all, when it goes down, Celeste, it's going to look white, but that's okay. It'll dry clear. Okay. Okay. And you're going to come across with your finger to push it into the gap, and um, then when you're all done and you feel like, oh, I got it all filled in, it's great. Then you'll remove the. Um, tape while it's still wet and you should be good to go leave it stay off of it for overnight and because it's clear it'll almost blend the color together a little bit and it at least fills it up so that ice and water and you know well actually water that then turns the ice can make it worse should be good and maybe three years from now you got to do it again okay all right, that sounds great yeah every three years would be fine yeah and just keep an eye on it <laughs> just don't want it yeah, I just don't want it to get worse over the winter. Celeste, thank and, you for... And we, oh, go ahead. If, if there's... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, on the concrete sidewalk around the side of the house, mm-hmm. there is a larger crack that is thicker. What would you suggest to fill in with that? You mean it's wider? Correct. And, yeah, is, it, and is it deep as well? Yeah, it probably goes a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. so there, the you know, there, I mean, um, you could get a, you, you can also get a light gray acrylic latex caulking as well. And, but because it's deep, you may want to put in some caulking rope because you don't want the caulk to be more than three eighths of an inch, right? Because it just okay. won't dry and it'll look gummy. So you can buy this caulking rope that's made out of styrofoam. It comes in different widths. It looks like a big roll of spaghetti. 
and you tuck it in there. You cut it with a utility knife or a pair of scissors. You tuck it in with a putty knife, and um, and then so you have you know quarter of an inch of depth, and then caulk that with a clear light gray, uh, you know, siliconized latex caulking. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for your help. I appreciate it. You got all kinds of work set up for this weekend. I like that. Thanks so much for calling. It's 820 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Guess what? It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Um, I have a Kenmore refrigerator. It is seven years old, and it's rusting. The rust spots are all over it. I am not prepared to buy oh, no. another refrigerator. Wait, wait, this wait. This one's working fine. Wait, on the, on the face of the... Yes, yes. I Googled it and even found that many who bought Kenmore's that were six months old, um, the stainless steel wasn't, in fact, stainless steel, and they had rust rusting. So, I mean, I... I well, wait, 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 This is a stainless steel fridge? No, 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 no. I was just using it as a reference. Oh, oh, oh. Mine is just a plain white. Uh, it was just a plain white front. And um, it started rusting in spots at the bottom and then just sort of grew up to the top. Now it's onto the um, freezer door the at the top. And it's on the face of the door, not like... Absolutely. Okay, yes. so it isn't where the, like, the gasket or anything like that. So, but, Oh, no. This okay. is all over the face of the door. And have you, have you contacted the... Who'd you, did you buy it from Sears? Yeah. Right. But it's seven years ago, and all the Sears places have closed. Right, right, right. Me. But Kenmore... Um, I wonder who... I can't remember who bought Kenmore. I mean, there, you Kenmore still... Kenmore was like the American flag and apple pie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and most of most of the Kenmore stuff was made by Whirlpool. So I, there still is service. There still are service centers for Kenmore appliances. And I, and I, I believe, I'm not certain 100%, but I think Whirlpool took that over. You okay. may, you may, even though it's seven years old, you may have a warranty claim if there was some sort of issue here. Okay. So that's the first thing I want you to do. The second thing is, if they say, sorry, lady, you're on your own, seven years, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your white refrigerator has a little bit of texture to it, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Rust-Oleum makes um, a appliance paint that you can roll on that if either you or someone else does, you would do a little light sanding over where these rust spots are. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you could roll this on, and it actually looks pretty good. Okay, I I do appreciate this information. Um, there was just I was overwhelmed with so yeah. much online. Yeah, I mean, I shall. But, but I mean, no, no, no. But but I mean, and and other than that, the fridge works fine, correct? Oh yeah, it's a perfect. It's perfect. It runs in perfect condition. Yeah, um, it it's it's disheartening to hear that that is happening with. Um, Something that's only seven years old, but I mean, it's it's got to be some kind of manufacturing glitch that happened. I would start with Kenmore, since you're an experienced Googler, see who's doing <laughs> see who's doing the uh, the servicing on that, and see if you can make some type of claim that maybe you'll get lucky. You know, and if if not, this Rustolium got lucky calling you this well, <laughs> morning. I was the second caller, so <laughs> well, that worked on a roll. You're on a roll. Go, when you get done with me, go buy a lottery ticket and let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. Then you can then you can buy ten fridges. 
<laughs> Thank you so very much. I appreciate your information. You got it. I wish you the best. You, you too. Thanks friends. for calling. I really appreciate that as well. 857-5574, Lou, 857-557-4568. I mentioned to you that um, uh, I'm going to be talking to Elise Glink, and uh, she's super knowledgeable. She's been in the real estate uh, business for a very long time as far as uh, commenting and studying and learning the ins and outs. She's written a bunch of books. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the home market, and in particular, a little bit about first-time home buyers. I mentioned earlier in the show, one of my concerns is uh, for first-time home buyers that it's really a struggle right now because inventory is low, interest rates are high, there's not a lot of money, extra money for them to say, well, I can put another ten grand here or there. But I still am a huge uh, proponent and fan of you know buying real estate and so we're going to have that conversation uh with elise glink uh after uh this report of wgn radio news with don kleppen one of the things that you're hearing a lot on this radio station from a lot of different voices is uh the state of the real estate market i think one of the best voices you hear on this radio station is my old friend Elise Glink. I don't get a chance to talk to her very much, and I am very happy this morning that I get to. She's the founder and CEO of Think Glink, thinkglink.com, as well as a myriad of other things that we'll talk about. Uh, Elise is joining me this morning on Housemarts Radio. Good morning. Hey, Lou. It's so nice to be here with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a quite uh, some time since you and I have spoken. I get the pleasure of listening to you uh, contributing on, on a bunch of different shows here on WGN. And, and I know that your dance card is quite full because you're also co-hosting Your Money Matters. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. This Week in Wealth. We have lots of uh, uh, money shows here. i got to get it right. This Week in Wealth on Saturday mornings at 6.30 in the morning with Tom Fortino. And I understand you're carrying him every Saturday. So I really do appreciate you, <laughs> you doing that. <laughs> well, it's it's a pleasure. We're actually on Sunday mornings at 6.30. And, you know, what's nice about having this conversation weekly with Tom is I have learned so much from him. Yeah. And it's funny how when you're in this business for a long time, you think, well, I've heard it all, done it all, seen it all. But uh, during the year and a half that Tom and I've been on the air having this conversation every single week, I have learned some really interesting insights about how to think about your money now and in retirement. And I think it's going to serve me well and, of course, our listeners well mm. as we move into this next phase of market craziness. Yeah. I, you know, I, that's such a very good point because when you hear, obviously, you know, investing your money and, you know, we think about real estate, I, I, I'm still a firm believer it's a great place to put your money. But when you think about somebody like a Tom Fortino who looks at, uh, you know, the retirement side of it and all the different aspects of it, it really must o open your eyes and, and the eyes of the listeners to say, huh, I never thought about that. Or, you know, I should think about that. And, and, it, and it gives you options because it's very easy for all of us when we're in a particular industry to just have blinders and just think about the one thing that we know about. Yeah, I, I think that we all really just kind of focus on that. And honestly, you know, if you do just focus on some basic, smart, common sense money things, you're going to be fine no matter what happens in the marketplace. But mm. if you can take a little bit more advantage of some tax things, and if you can kind of move your money around in just a slightly more sophisticated way, you may see outsized gains for it. And that's what we try to do is offer yeah. a little bit of that 
insight in, you know, inflationary and high interest rate times. Right. I think that's so important. Uh, I know that you were uh, just in Atlanta at a conference and uh, we spoke before we, we started talking about the fact that um, the Home Builders Association has an interesting view about the future of, of home maintenance. Yeah, it's interesting. So their residential remodeling index, uh, has, they have that as being the strongest part of the market through the year 2024. And last year we saw 13% growth in it, but they're forecasting positive growth all the way through 2024 and even into 2025. And the reason is there's some specific reasons for that. One is that there's so much equity now that's been built up as we've had rising home prices. People feel wealthier. They're willing to invest, Mm. but they're also working from home more. Roughly about a third of people are working from home at least two to three days a week, so they need to renovate their house for that. And we've got 20% of kids, you know, your Gen Zs and your millennials, who are considered adults because they're over the age of 18, but they're still living at home with their parents as well. Adult kids in the house, you might want to do a few things to make life a little easier yeah. for everybody. Yeah. You know, we, my wife and I own a couple of hardware stores, and uh, I've always sort of considered the hardware industry and the construction industry as this great litmus test for um, the economy, you know, because there's so many tentacles that it has. And um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I see more and more people coming in, you know, even. You know, the, the price of paint, for instance, has, has gone through the roof. I mean, you know, a gallon of Benjamin Moore, you know, paint, which is arguably the best paint you can buy, is almost $80 a gallon, which is crazy. Wow. It's crazy, right? I mean, uh, and, yeah. and, and, but if you're going to paint it yourself, right, and you're going to like, all right, I'm going to get some brushes and some rollers and I'm going to, you know, paint a couple of rooms in the house, you know, you're going to do it all for, you know, three or $400 and you're done. And so... In the grand scheme of things, while it's a lot more than it was two or three years ago, it's still an affordable way to upgrade and kind of improve the home. And I know that we're seeing a lot of people doing more and more of that. I, I wanted to, I wanted to specifically talk to you about you know where we are currently in the real estate market. So you know my observation and what I've listened to and what I've seen, and I, and I still have a lot of people within the industry that I talk to all the time is. We have very low inventory, right? Um, it seems like prices in the real estate market are stabilizing a little bit. You know, there, it's not like crazy numbers, but there's just not a lot to buy. And now we have these super high mortgage rates. And I have heard you specifically say that, you know, there's a lot of people that are just going to stay put because, you know, the mortgage rates are so high and maybe they got a great deal. But at some point, don't you think we're going to get to... I mean, at some point, it's going to level off. At some point, mortgage rates are going to come down. And there's going to be this, in my mind, kind of this equilibrium between available inventory and the cost of money. And I know that I'm asking you, like, you know, Elise, when's that going to be? But, but I mean, you well, know. Well, let me just pull okay. out my crystal ball right, for please, you. Go ahead. Get <laughs> that, that number eight ball that you shake up, right? Remember that? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but but I mean does, does a little it, cloudy. Yeah, does it make does it make sense what I'm saying like is it, I mean I know you can't tell me well, when but where where that kind of happens? Well, maybe, but I don't think it's going to get back to the way you are. And there's a couple um 
There's a couple of things to keep in mind here, Lou, that, that I think are a little bit different this time. First of all, we've never had high interest rates and high prices all at the same time. Mm. Usually when interest rates go up, as you pointed out, the price of housing goes down. And early in, in January 2022, I think we were starting the year, and that's how it was looking. Like, for interest rates were going to go up, and then, you know, housing prices would sort of slow down. But what ended up happening is the Fed put together these back-to-back, three-quarters of a point interest rate hike, and it just kind of shocked the market. And so now the home builders are saying they're seeing uh, they're getting ready for a 14% decline in the number of homes, new homes that are being started, the single family start rate. And next year they are forecasting an additional 9% decline before things turn around in, in uh, 2024. But still we have not gotten back to what we would, or what the, I should say the home builders have considered to be, full building, enough building to counteract the huge deficit of housing we have in this country. So depending on whose numbers you believe, we're anywhere from a million to five million homes short in this country. Hmm. And that's why we have high interest, high prices. And now we've got high interest rates, which means affordability is at like a 20 or 25 year low. So how does that all kind of work out. Well, we've got to calm inflation down, and then the Federal Reserve will have to start bringing down interest rates. We're going to go through, you know, in fact, the home builder said today, the chief economist, Rob Dietz, who's a friend of mine, he said, uh, we already think we're in a recession in this country, right. at least real estate's in a recession. Next year, they see that continuing, and they, they do see a larger recession, not just this industry. And so it's probably looking like 2024 to 2025 before you start to see interest rates balance out. But nobody that I know of is forecasting a reversal of these sky-high home prices, which unfortunately we haven't really seen here in Chicago. We're always at the bottom of the top 20 metro areas, but we will start to see more inventory come on the market and hopefully balance things out by then. You've written a bunch of books, and and I know one uh, one of your, your your very successful ones was one about for first time home buyers, and right I think it was yeah. a, the hundred questions a first time home buyer uh, should ask should ask and 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 yeah. it was a number of years ago, but I worry about those first time home buyers now because they're really under a lot of pressure um, because of everything you just said. But, um, you know, to have the confidence, to me, I am still a believer that real estate is a residential real estate. I mean, commercial is a whole other story. I mean, that can be too, but that's, you know, those are more zeros and other factors, obviously, to consider. But residential real estate, we all have to live somewhere. And I just think it still makes a lot of sense. But it seems like the first time homebuyers are really the ones who are getting the most pressure on them. They are because housing land costs have gone up so much. Last year when, and the year before, with the, and you know this as well as I do, right? The cost of lumber skyrocketed yeah. so fast that it was costing builders an extra forty to $50,000 just to buy the lumber to build the new houses. That's why everything kind of shut down. Nobody was going to pay that. And so first-time buyers are are really suffering because they don't have a lot of money for a down payment, and now they've got higher prices and they've got higher interest rates. So they can buy something smaller, like a condo, but buy or they can move to a less expensive area of the country. We're seeing that happen. 
Uh, there's also something I want to share with, with your listeners to pass along to the first-time buyers in their life, which is a really wonderful website called downpaymentresource.com. And downpaymentresource.com lists all the available down, for down payment money that's available from housing authorities, mm. uh, like the DuPage County Authority or Lake County Housing Authority or Cook County. And they list it. You can fill out their form and it tells you if you qualify. And then it tell, it links you to the website. So and those applications. And again, it's free for you to, you know, log in and see if you qualify. And there may be some down payment money that would at least help you get access to and qualify for that mortgage for your first home. Wow, that's great. Give me what's that website one more time? Down payment resource one word dot com. Now I know you have a newsletter and um, that can be super helpful to people. And there's a lot of different ways to contact you as it pertains to the information that you give out there. Give us a little bit of that. I, I know thinklink.com is one of the website, but you have other uh, uh, things that you're involved with as well. I am. So I'm the CEO of a, of a financial wellness company called Best Money Moves, as you would expect. I'm always trying to help people. <laughs> um, that's a technology we sell to companies and platforms to give to people. And it's got lots of information and freebies on it, just like I've shared. But you can sign up for my newsletters right at thinklink.com, my basic website, which has all the you know questions I've answered over the years in our syndicated column that I write with my husband, real estate attorney, Sam Pampkin. And uh, we just start out there trying to help people. I think this is a tough time to be in real estate and to buy. Easy time to sell. Easier, I should yeah. say. And uh, we want people to have a better experience. Well, and I think that what you're doing, um, and others as well, providing this kind of information is, is, you know, look, knowledge is power, right? So the more voices you can hear and, you know, listen to perhaps your opinion, someone else's opinion, and then ultimately come up with a decision that's best for you. And uh, and and I, I think it's terrific. It's, it's always nice to speak with you. I, I hope we get to do this more and um, continued success to you. And then Sunday mornings, we will hear you uh, right here on these radio waves tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. Sounds great, Lou. Call anytime. Love to catch up. <laughs> Take care. Elise Glink, you're listening to House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. I'm, I actually have two questions. I need help with cleaning two different things. Okay. Um, I'm going down to Tennessee to visit my brother, and uh, they have some things that they want me to help them with. Where do they live in Tennessee? Um, Murfreesboro, just outside of Nashville. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I look forward to going there. It's always a good time. I love the sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so anyway, the one project is years ago, when they first moved down there, I bought my brother, who was a Vietnam vet, like a, a cement fallen soldier statue. Mm. And over the years, um, it has gotten, you know, just dark and it needs to be cleaned. And so we're looking at a good, safe product to um, try to clean the cement. And I don't know, I looked online and I was like, I know there's like crid cutter um, I think it is cement cleaner, or is there something since else that would be yeah, good? Yeah, so since it, so this is what I want you to use. How big is the statue? 
It's about 36, maybe 42 inches high. All right, go to the hardware store, either here or down in Murfreesboro, and buy pre-mixed wet and forget outdoor. Okay. They make a Uh product that has its own sprayer. It's pre-mixed. And if it's sitting on grass or vegetation, just wet that down around there with a hose and then spray this on. Just spray it and leave it. Give it a couple of weeks. Okay. It's going to take all that organic material away, and it'll probably just clean it with the rain and the wind. But then if you or your brother wants to go back and spray it one more time and then do a little bit okay. of scrubbing to clean it up, but the wet and forget, that way you won't harm the concrete with any other harsh cleaner. Yeah, because that was I was worried about. Right. And that, what, okay. was the, what was the yeah. other one? Yeah, I've used the wet and forget up here by my house. So, mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I knew you would have answers to this. And my second thing is they have granite, a countertop kitchen or kitchen countertops um, and hoping to just like clean them and then maybe reseal them. Yep. So you're going to buy the granite gold daily cleaner. Okay. So empty everything okay. off, clean it all off. Then once mm-hmm. it's clean, they also make a sealer and you're going to follow the instructions on the sealer. You're going to need a couple of microfiber towels to do the sealer. Mm-hmm. And you okay. literally spray it on, you buff it out, you walk away, you need to stay off of it overnight, right? Okay. And then in the morning, mm-hmm. if you see any little bit of haze or anywhere somewhere, you just um, buff it out with the microfiber and you're good to go. And that should last about 18 months. Oh my gosh, awesome. Perfect. Okay. So it's the gold daily cleaner. Granite, granite gold. Granite gold. Granite gold, gold daily okay. cleaner and their sealer. Golden cleaner. Perfect. Thanks so much. I knew you'd have the answers. That's what I told him. I'm like, I'm just calling Lou and asking him. He'll know. (laughs) You're awesome. Have a safe trip down to Tennessee. All right. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, see, we we did a private ceremony where our folks were not with us. We did a very, very small, intimate uh, gathering there because, uh, well, we just wanted to, to do it between the two of us. I see. So we're gonna have a little gather. We'll have a little gathering with everybody though uh, next weekend. But but she is very happy. She's Mrs. extremely Mazur, happy. Mrs. Mazer is very happy. Yes, uh, mother's lovely. She cannot get enough of calling uh, <clears throat> my wife Mrs. Mazer. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's still kind of all of it's still kind of sinking in. You know, I yeah. every once in a while I pat my hand on the uh, on the table here and it makes that little <laughs> clinking sound. Not used to that, <laughs> but getting used to it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. on, on a on a on a different note, you know, when my son got married, uh, my uh, daughter in law is all, is taking the the Manfredini name, and so oh, the nice. other day she called me, and then the phone comes up, and it's Amy Manfredini. Very and cool. It's, and it's very cool. It's just kind of a cool. That is a cool thing. That's fun. I yeah, it was. That. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's. Uh, I love that you had a nice little private thing on Coronado Island. That's boy. That how long were you out? You worked and lived out in San Diego when you were working for the Padres. How long? Seven years. Easy to fall in love with that part of the world, isn't it? Yeah, you know it was, uh, and they treated us with a weather forecast that uh, was kind of like a broken record, but it was a great record to continue to hear. Uh, It was uh, between seventy-five and seventy-eight degrees every day with sunshine. Oh my gosh. Oh it was terrible. God. It was just oh terrible. Gosh. 
So nice. Oh, I'm so happy for yeah. you guys. That Thank is you. We great. Appreciate Congratulations. Thank that you. is fun. Very fun. Mrs. Mazer. Yes. Mrs. Mazer. <laughs> Mrs. Mazer, Tommy's teasing me. Uh-huh. Right. I like that. <laughs> 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Let's go back to the phone calls now and see if we can help some people out. This is Tom in Indiana. Hey, Tom, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. And brr, it's getting cold out it, here. <laughs> sure, it sure is. Hey, a question for you. Uh, on these electric uh, heaters, you know, the simulated, like, fireplaces and so forth, where they kind of have the ambiance of a wood burner and so forth, mm-hmm. how practical is that to use as a, a room heater uh, to... Uh, to fortify or maybe not substitute completely, but to help with the heating cost of the fire of the furnace. Well, so here's the thing is with, so they're electric, right? They, you plug them in, they're electric right. and they typically, uh, they typically have a couple of settings where they're either working at 750 Watts or 1500 Watts, you know, maybe they, maybe they have a lower okay. setting as well, but with, ele- you know, electric heat is actually the most efficient, meaning that if you're burning 750 watts of electricity, it's providing that much heat. The drop-off in the efficiency is pretty high. However, it's uh-huh. use, it's using 750 watts of electricity, right? So, um, you know, that, that does have a cost involved in it. Now, if you have a room in particular in the home that's a little bit colder and the only way to heat it up is to turn the thermostat up, then that is far more efficient than uh, heating up the rest of the house when all you want to do is heat up that one room. Okay, there right? you go. So it is It is definitely, you know, that kind of targeted electric heater in a specific space. The only thing that I will remind you, Tom, is you got to be mindful of not leaving it unattended, meaning that, hey, honey, let's go out to dinner, and you kept it on, okay. uh, you know, just uh, from a, stamp- a standpoint of um, of safety. You know, they do have tip control right. if they tip over. Uh, do, do you have any pets at all? No, 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 no. No pets, yeah. No, I, I'm looking for that, uh, you know, it's the... It's the uh, similarity to a uh, to a real fireplace. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They sell them in the, yeah, like they, furniture almost. Yeah, they they look about. very nice, and they plug in, and they you know, the energy that they burn, that's the energy they produce for heating, and it's very efficient for spot cooling, and they're they're quite attractive. You know the the oh, yeah. uh, the the flame now. A lot of them, it's almost like a little movie, and it looks amazing. Right. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. All right, Lou, th- thank you very much, and stay uh, stay warm this morning. You too, sir. I appreciate you calling this morning. You know, I was at this meeting last night, and I ran into this couple who was at this meeting, and they said, uh, oh, we listen to your show every uh, Saturday. I'm like, oh, that's very nice of you. He said, 22 years ago, we were remodeling our house, and you were on the radio talking about, and he kind of, he was like, you were talking about, and I, and I go, tankless water heaters? And, you know, it was like I finished his sentence. He goes, yeah, tankless water heaters. And he goes, and we put it in, and at the time, the plumber was like, you know, I've never done this before. Uh, are you sure you want to do it? And he goes, yeah, you know, I listen to this guy on the radio, and he says that, uh, uh, you know, these things are really good. And I go, and? He goes, we're still using it. 22 well, years go. later, I go, see, I wasn't lying. Wow. 
It's like as old as that book you were talking about earlier. The <laughs> right. The, the boat anchor, right? It's got all that stuff with the creepy. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy sketches in the whole thing. I love that. I said there's one picture of a bunch of bricklayers doing a chimney, and that they're like pictures that someone cut out with a with a uh, pair of scissors, and then they somehow, you know, this is 1927, right? Right. And there's three bricklayers, and one guy's got this big old cigarette just hanging out of his mouth as he's doing the brickwork, which of course in 1927 everybody smoked, right? Pretty funny. Um, uh, two things, along with your uh, reminder, along with your lovely 12-year anniversary tomorrow, uh, my absolutely awesome father-in-law, Henry Jaskowiak, turns 90. God bless him. Uh, and uh, if I can be as uh, smart and as uh, active and as funny as this man, I will sign that dance card in a second. So happy birthday, Henry. We are so blessed and uh Looking forward to celebrating with you tomorrow. All his grandkids, most of his grandkids are going to be there, uh, and uh, a lot of friends and family, so it should be a lot of fun. And then, like I said, another wedding to go to today. Our friends, uh, um, Joe and Sandra, their daughter, Emily, is getting married, and uh, it is the fir- and they're getting married in the church that we attend. It's the first time I have ever attended a wedding, I think Mary Beth, too, at that church. And so I'm looking forward to Ben and Emily's wedding today. So congratulations to the bride and groom and the parents on both ends. It's uh, uh, a lot of fun. And uh, like I said to Andy and to you, I highly recommend marriage. It's a good thing. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. 857-557-4568-921 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. I've been a long-time listener. Uh, I've started listening to you on, when you're on Friday nights way back when. So, Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're going uh, way, way back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so first-time caller. So, so i got a, a second house down here in Indianapolis, and uh, checking off the list of things to do before the winter gets. The uh, last big thing I got is uh, on the exterior of the kitchen, uh, there's uh, the window frames that are starting to have decay. And uh, there's one piece that's, uh, it's like two separate windows, and the piece in between the two windows, uh, that one has uh, the bad rot down, and it looks like it, it was able to poke in. It looks like it's the size of about a two by four. Okay. Would I have to pull the windows out to change that piece or be able, or? Is this, uh, is this, that piece of wood that you talk about, is it the, sil- is it, is it a double hung window, first off? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So is this closing yeah. in on the sash? Like, the, is this the sill on the outside, the bottom? No, no. It, it's the the vertical between the two, the two double hungs. The They're like vertical. The vertical between the two double hungs. So it's it's not the tr- it's not the brick. Is it the brick mold, the trim on the outside, or is it actually the sash? Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the... It's not the part that goes you know, up and down. Is it the part that goes up and down? Yes. Yeah. It looks like it's, uh, wood, you know, you know, like a wood piece in between. Okay. So it's part, so it's windows. actually connected. This piece of wood has a relationship to the glass itself. It, it touches up to the glass on each side, the way it looks from the outside. I haven't pulled anything loose yet. I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, not make anything bigger than what I need to yeah. at the moment. If it's the sash, if it's the thing that, um, that you, that, you know, actually operates up and down, 
<clears throat> you know, replacing that yeah. wood is would be difficult because you you've got to take the whole sash apart, and then you'd have to have that you know that piece of wood custom made. By the time uh-huh. you do all of that, you may be better off replacing that ch- kitchen window entirely. Perfect. Easier for me. Well, I mean, are you going to do it? You're going to have no. someone do it. I'll, I'll probably have somebody do it. Right. So, I mean, no. the thing is, is that, you know, can you get that done before winter? I don't know, but they can also do that in the winter. It isn't anything that, right, uh, right. you know, it isn't anything that yeah. a, a single window like that, um, you know, on average, if you were going to do a vinyl window, you probably would uh, be talking about, you know, maybe about 750 bucks or so, you know, to do uh-huh. a single window. and. They would do that fairly quickly. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, okay. Yeah. So, so I think I'll go go that route. I've been checking off boxes off the stuff. I uh, got the house about a year ago. And right. I got the rim joints uh, sprayed last winter to, uh, you know, to keep it a little warmer over the crawl space. And uh, I'm a volunteer fireman back in Illinois. And the last winter we were out searching for a gentleman with Alzheimer and we had the thermal image cameras out and you could see all the basements where all the people oh, were right, it was, it right. Was, it was it was it was something to see so but uh, and yeah, did you so. and did you find that did you find the gentleman yes yeah he was uh, nice and warm on his neighbor's uh, porch in closed area so there was about 50 of us out searching and they found him right next door and you know all all's well so with ends well i love that uh, all right well good luck good luck with your project i appreciate you calling this morning thank you so much eight five seven five five seven are we going to do our just text me segment after 9 30 this morning i was looking through my book you know my new this is like my new google but it's a book this is perfect i wonder if you but a lot of it is when you read some of this stuff is so false like the claims and stuff you know this is before there were any organizations to tell you there's one thing where they said get fresh air to make your home healthy and it's like this metal thing so imagine double hung windows you know you slide them up and down and you mount this thing you open up your window and you get it made so it's a metal box and you screw it into the wood windows because back then 1927 i think it was wood and it has a screen and it allows f- the fresh air in okay so that makes sense and then the dirty nasty air goes out where the window sashes separate. (laughs) So imagine you lift up the window six inches, right? And there's a gap between the top sash and the lower sash. And that's their theory between, oh, the fresh air will come in at the bottom. And then just like 10 inches above that, the bad air will go out. (laughs) How far we've come. How far we've come, right? And you know what? Back in 1927, people bought it. Well, it's my first call, but I want to call it the first call right. well, because be that, the, I do my first call with Bob, with, uh, Bob Surratt. It'll be the six a.m. call. You'll be our six a. You'll be our six a.m. call. Cockadoodle do. If you text or leave a voicemail, and then we will put you on the big wheel, and we'll spin the big wheel. Okay. Full disclosure: we call and set it all up, but it's like a whole audio thing, so you know. Well, well, you know, no, I mean, you what? just what. I, I want to be know. honest with the people. Worked so hard on. I know. Well, it's still it fabulous. I know. I you put the. I pull the. I pull the big. I still bring the wheel in and spin it for the sound effect. I think you need they, to make like an imaginary. You know, like the um, deal or no deal girls that open the cases. You right. can be like, now we're going to go over to 
Valerie. Samantha. Right. Oh. Spin the wheel, Sammy. <laughs> okay, well, we we can make that all happen. How about we do our Just Text Me segment this morning? You have some text messages this morning? Let me just sift through them here. Okay. Um, Lou, on a previous show, you mentioned a product to a lady about sprinkling a product around a deck to keep critters away. Could you please repeat it? So the product was called Repels All, and it's by Bonide. And um, it's a very effective shake to repel different rodents. There's other companies like Shakeaway and Critter Ritter that both, uh, all, all three of them do a nice job. The key with it is you got to keep doing it. And it doesn't smell that great to you either. Like you're going to want to be like, hey, I want nothing to do with it. It calms down after the first initial shake. And then, you know, the animals obviously have a much more sensitive sense of smell than we do. And, um, it works pretty well. So do it every few days. And hopefully, I mention this all the time, these rodents are creatures of habit. They keep coming back. And if you make it uncomfortable for them, they'll go somewhere else. How about another one? Next. Uh, pr- uh, fi- uh, the finish on a quartz countertop was accidentally removed mm. by a leaking spray bottle f- of Clorox liquid cleaner with bleach. What can I put on it to regain the slight glossy look to match the rest of it? I think that uh, what you can try, in order to get it to really look good, you have to have it professionally buffed. And there are companies out there that will come out and rebuff it. It's expensive and it's time-consuming. What I would try in the short run is go buy uh, turtle wax, carnauba wax, paste wax. And like you used to polish your uh, 69 Camaro, you apply this wax to that area, let it turn to a haze, and then buff it out using like a microfiber towel and see if you can get that shine back there. It's not going to last forever. You know, it might go a month or so, and you may have to redo it again. But um, that's unfortunate, and uh, it's a bummer. And that may work. It may take a couple coats to get it to where you need it to be, but that should work, and you could get that shine back. How about one more? Okay, this might be a... Spelling error because I don't know what it is, but maybe not. Uh, Lou, my outdoor faucet is leaking at the vacuum breaker cap. Yeah. Oh, that's real. I'm not really handy with tools, but do you think I can fix it myself? So that vacuum breaker on the top of it, there's a little, it's like a solenoid. It's a little tapper that pops up and down. And the idea is the cap comes off. And what you probably need to do, there could be a little piece of debris in there, which is why that's happening. Take a little, in a perfect world, you would use my favorite lightweight oil called Superzilla. And um, then um, spray it in there and try and articulate that little, uh, there's like a little, you'll see a little white plastic tab that uh, goes up and down. But um, if you... Um, if you do that and then turn the water on and off and it goes up and down, up and down, it should work, uh, and should stop the leak. If not, I don't know. Some of those vacuum brakes can be replaced. You know, you can unscrew it and buy a new one and put it on. If not, you may have to replace the entire silcock going in the frost proof silcock going all the way into the house. All right. That's our just text me segment. Eight, five, seven, five, five, seven, four, Lou, eight, five, seven, Five five seven four five six eight. Let's go back to the phone calls and talk to Jim, who's in Mundelein. Hey, Jim. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. 
How you doing, Lou? Good. Um, I, I read the Sunday Trib, and there's an article in there every Sunday written by the Ask the Builder. Yep. You know who? Anyways, he had a, an article that really interested me last Sunday, and it was about roofing, and it was adding a copper strip along the ridge lines that can greatly prolong the life of the shingles. Have you heard about this? So the issue with the copper strip is the idea behind it is that as it rains, the residue from the copper goes and the organic material basically doesn't stick to the... um, to the uh, roof. But the problem is you will get, uh, you know, the oxidation as the copper strip starts to loosen, you will get streaking like that green streak as the residue from the copper comes onto the roof. So while you, while you may prolong the life of the shingle, it might not be as attractive as you think. Another thing that they would use, I don't know if he mentioned this, uh, uh, ask the Builder. Is it, is it still written by Tim Carter? Tim Carter, uh, um, right? Isn't maybe. It? I don't know what his name okay. is. Okay. But um, uh, there's a zinc strip, which is a similar... Well, it's a, it's another metal, but and it does the same thing, but you don't get the streaking. Now, the flip side to that is, you hear me talk about this wet and forget, and they have a product called Extreme Reach Hose End, and... If you wanted to prolong the life of your roof from a maintenance perspective, and you, you know, depending, do you have a single story or a two story home? I have two stories and I'm not going up there. <laughs> well, you could take this. Ooh, I'm in my 70s. Right. No, and, and I, and I, <laughs> listen to me, I am 100% with you and I think it's smart. But um, you could have someone spray it with wet and forget every year. And it would kill all the organic material, and it too would help to prolong the life of the shingles. And then you you don't have any risk of the streaking that I talked about. It's a it's a it, it's a flip side. The copper strip is effective for taking care of the organic material that could stick to the roof and discolor it, and then ultimately, you know, you get moss and mold and mildew underneath the shingle, it causes a problem. But you, it wasn't. He wasn't talking about. Doing it to prevent discoloring. He was talking about it that it has some type of a chemical reaction that um, it affects the shingles from drying out and does something about keeping the the little granules attached to the shingle itself. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm not, uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. My experience has not been, my experience with the copper strip, I don't know what kind of a chemical reaction it would have to help keep the granules stuck because that those granules are impregnated into the asphalt fiberglass. You know, they're all composites now, uh, and it's impregnated during the manufacturing process. And I don't necessarily know that any chemical reaction with the copper strip, my experience has always been it was for discoloration. And the real thing that kills a roof is if you get organic material that gets built up underneath it, you know, because in particular on the north side of a roof where you don't get the sun to dry it out, that's where you be- it becomes problematic. 
Lou, here's the sentence that he wrote. I discovered that copper ion bond with asphalt molecules. When this happens, it prevents the asphalt molecules from cross-linking using oxygen. Wow. That's way wow, over I know. Wow. That's way <laughs> over my that's way over my pay grade from a chemical standpoint. I mean, I'm not a chemist whatsoever. So, I mean, if if there is some chemical makeup that, you know, that that in fact is true, I don't doubt it. I just wonder the effective uh, the ability of it all with that copper strip, you know, because it has to work with the rain and the water coming down there. Is Does that cover the entire roof, or is it more prevalent up towards the top where it's more concentrated? It says it, it goes, it'll cover 25 feet. Yeah. Well, I, I welcome the information. And I, that has not been my experience, but that's not to say that it's not effective. We'll go read them from last week. I will. I will. I'll look into it, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll spend a little uh, time. I still get the Tribune digitally, so I'll take a look at that as well. Thanks so much uh, for the phone call. It's 9.49 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. See if we can get another call in here. Uh, this is Val. Val's in Milwaukee. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Thanks. Hi. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's my question. Um, so let me give you a little background. So my daughter lives in an apartment in Milwaukee. It's an older building. Um, so it's, she's on the seventh floor. Okay. Um, and they have baseboard heat. Um, while she was on vacation, the manager turned on the heat. So she has no control over the thermostat. So it's just, Time. you know, goes through the whole building. It's either on or it's off. Um, it's on now. They okay. just turned it on. Um, she came back. It is so hot in there. Mm. Like, I mean, she came back from Vietnam and she said it's actually hotter than it was in Vietnam. <laughs> oh um, so, yeah, it's really hot. So she opened up all her windows. She turned her air conditioning on oh. from her window. She's got her fans on. She talked to the manager. Not really helpful. So there's like these these little knobs on the baseboards that don't really seem to do anything. Um, and then the flap that's in like that little, there's like a little opening that has like a flap in it, which right. I'm assuming is like where you close and open the register. They don't really work. So we're trying to figure out how to stop so much heat coming in. Um you know, they, they run along the baseboard, so there's a lot of space there, and they're very hot. Right. I mean, so my thought was maybe, like, putting, like... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. so there is... Um, so there, it's metal fin tube, right? So they're, like, white metal baseboards, and when you look through those little gaps, you see, like, little metal fins, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and the knobs to so the knobs are probably designed to reduce the flow. And so if she turns it all the way to the right, it doesn't turn off the baseboard at all. It just keeps kicking out the heat. It seems to just be yeah. Okay. And one of them is like painted, Shut. like it won't move at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the way that. The way that this works on the metal fin tube is you've got that white metal and you've got a gap on the bottom, right, where the air comes in underneath it. That pipe and those fins get hot and then the air comes up above. And so yeah. 
if she blocks the air coming in right from the bottom it should mm-hmm. be able to reduce the heat output it's a it's a weird thing so in a building like that they turn it on and all those things have to flow in order for everything to work and the problem is you know she's got the apartment that's a thousand degrees and somebody else has the apartment where they're freezing to death right just because of the way it works right so if those knobs can't adjust and the fins can't close, if you temporarily... So let's try this as a test, right? Get some cardboard. Okay. Get some cardboard, like from a box or whatever, mm-hmm. and cover yeah. the bottom Cover the bottom from the uh, to the floor to where that air comes in underneath it. Like, okay. bend, bend it like a 90 degrees. So it sits against the floor and it sits against the metal fin tube, the cardboard. It's not going to get hot and it's not going to catch on fire. And tape it with masking tape to the floor. What is it, hardwood floors? Uh, no, they're like, um, you it's, know, the, it's not, they're, they look like hardwood. It's, not, car- like it's not carpeting, yeah. though. No. So no, use, some, use well, some painters. Well, well her, bed, her bedroom is carpeted. Okay. But yeah. We're going to test this in one room. Take the cardboard, okay. cut it in, an, you know, bend it so it's 90 degrees, shove it up against the, the face of it, tape it to the floor in one room, cover the whole thing. And then if she's like, Mom, it's freezing in here, then take untape it and just open up half of it or a quarter of it until she gets it just okay. right. And then that is going to regulate the heat coming up through the system, right? And then she should be able to play around with it and get it to work without jeopardizing the heat in the rest of the uh, place. Thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a break and be right back.